everyone. Welcome into Winging It, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm your host, Annie Finberg, joined by number 15, Mr. Vince Carter. You see, still in the house. Still here. Still sitting in the house. <laughs> still in the house. <laughs> Literally. And in her number 15 jersey, Vince Carter jersey, that is, two-time WNBA champion and many, many more, Renee Montgomery. Hello, hello. Thank you for letting me be in the house. Let's get it. Thanks yes. for coming on. We've been talking about getting you on for a while, so I'm glad we were able to get you on here. And you're repping Vince Carter. Come on now, like the home team. Like Come on it. now. He said he like doesn't it. even have one of those, so no, I'm about to I see do if, not. I got to see if I can hook you can up you hook with one me of your up? Jer- Please, thank you. I'm going to have to hook you up. That's real. I, I, you know, with this pandemic, uh, once the season was on hiatus, it's like we walked away. I have, like, nothing. Nothing. Cr- oh, like, so you didn't go clean out your locker or nothing? We We couldn't. But where is the stuff at, Vince? I'll go get it. Where it's is still in the this? arena. Like, oh, okay, our, our, say our, less. Yeah, still in the arena, but we can't. Yeah, we couldn't get there. Uh, I had to do a, a a little appearance in there, and you kind of I stuck my head in there, and the locker room literally looks like uh, what was that? What was the last the day? March the 11th. last game, March eleventh. It looks just like that day. They haven't that touched night. anything. Mm-mm. Wow, weird, crazy. Yeah, it was. It was kind of. It was kind of crazy. crazy. That's yeah. crazy. It was kind of creepy. I was like, I, I just need those shoes right there to take home. And but that's how you took? No, they wouldn't let us go in there. Oh, okay. No. So, yeah, that's why I say I literally have nothing. Dang. Well, I'm popping yeah. in. You see me? I got my jersey. <laughs> yeah. I got my last year jersey. <laughs> I think. I will say, even though you weren't allowed to go in there, they are doing a good job at, like, protecting you guys. I know you haven't been working out with the players, but... They've been at the facility working out, oh, and yeah. there's there's so much in place to make sure that these guys are protected. So yeah, I'm still sure privy was... to the uh, the emails and the Zoom calls and all that. So I sit on them. It's like, yeah, you know, guys, make sure you're in there. You know, <laughs> nine a.m. I'm like, yeah, make sure y'all get there because <laughs> at nine a.m. you know where I am on the golf course. Yeah, by nine o'clock I'm usually on the fourth hole. What? Yeah, every morning. Early. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I go morning eight people. O'clock. Are you training for something, or it's just like you just love it? I uh, both. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm a couple of tournaments I have coming up, uh, okay. but I just enjoy it. Okay. You know, golf he's is, also uh, is a outlet. He's just an athlete, what? like to his core, and so <laughs> I think giving up basketball, it's been like immediately filled. Golf, golf. Oh yeah, he's going to compete in something else. That's right. all. You yeah. Know? yeah, that's all, that's what it is. That's for what real. it is. Like, yeah. To keep keep me sane. <laughs> Because, unfortunately, the Hawks did not make it to the bubble. But, Renee, you, (laughs) your team is in the bubble, but you are not there because you're sitting out for this year. So let's just dive right in. You know, we know that you you decided not to play so that you can do some social justice, racial justice stuff. But tell us exactly what went into that decision, if COVID had anything to do with it. Oh, well, see, this is how I knew Vince was was going to go be competitive in something else because... It was not an easy decision. Once you're an athlete, you're always an athlete. You know, you get so used to having a goal. You get so used to being driven. You get so used to waking up and needing to do something, train, compete. So, like, everybody thinks about it from the the position of, yeah, I opted out of the WNBA, but this was a lifestyle that I opted out of. This was what I did every day as a part of my DNA. That's so, a fact. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. so, like, a lot of people, they were stuck on the finances, and that's crazy, too, that I just kind of – quit my job for a year and I don't have, I didn't have another check coming in, but yeah, that was crazy. But I was talking about the stuff where I'm going to be an athlete basketball. I love it. So that's what was so hard. But having said all of that, it still was 
a, like an easy decision because I, I, I just felt like I was making the right decision. That's where my, my heart was pulling me. So that's where I went. Let me ask you this real quick. So how do you keep the competitive spirit and, and stay with it because I know it's I'm sure you watch the games and oh, yeah. you know you you, you kind of like oh man I should be there or blah 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 but how do you kind of offset that you know like for me like I say I have golf I watch the games and my golf is uh the this initiative that I um like it's like my baby it's a passion project uh we're here in Atlanta so Morris Brown I don't know if a lot of people know but the young people should know Morris Brown from Drumline Nick Cannon all of that but the reason they made it to Drumline is because they're so well known for their marching band and they're the only school founded by a former slave. And long story short, 20 years ago, they lost their accreditation and they're on the path to get it back and to get back booming. So I turned that into my golf, basically. And I'm like, what y'all need? Like, what do y'all need to get back, like, accredited? What do y'all need to get back going? And they was like, look, we've gotten almost everything in place. We got the loan application accepted. So now we need the funds. And so my golf is to raise $3 million from Morris Brown. They're in our backyard. And like the same way we say Black Lives Matter, HBCUs matter. You know, they're they're at that that lower functioning point right now. So it's kind of all encompassed of the movement. And I think it would say a lot if the only school founded by a former slave, you know, like that. There's a lot going into that. So that's that's my golf. That's how I stay competitive. I'm about to be knocking. I'm be hitting you up, Vince, now that we've <laughs> talked. But I'm going to I'm just going to be reaching to my you know, there's a lot of people that understand the the value of HBCUs. And mm-hmm. so um, I'm going to have and the people that don't, you know, they that's who I need to talk to as well. But I think it would set the right tone of like just moving forward. As LeBron James said, it's a lifestyle now. So move us forward with this lifestyle. It, it surely is a lifestyle. I mean, if you're seeing the, the young generation, the younger generation. I'm still part of the young generation, but the younger generation. <laughs> yeah, those Gen um, Zers. Yeah, who are, who are really uh, setting the tone. I mean, you, you, you've, I've, you know, we, the young kid, uh, Maker, can't remember his first. Uh, Maker, my core Maker um, for Howard. You know, and then there was a kid from Nebraska that is transferring to Prairie View, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, so, so we're, we're starting to see uh, that as a trend, and, and it's, it's great to see. Uh, I honestly would like to see it in football as, as well. Now we see it, we don't hear about it, but it's that's been happening for a while. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people realize that, but there's been a I lot didn't of even realize that. yeah, there's been a lot of football players who have transferred from Division One to HBCUs, and you know, and have done well. So uh, it, it's just great to see HBCUs are getting some uh, some credit now. Yes, now it's now I think the next step is some funding. Uh, yeah, you know, that's, because that's the thing. Yeah, the biggest difference is you know. The colleges we went to, the facilities, <laughs> and, you know, like it's uh, you know, the facilities and, and all the amenities is ne- next level. Exactly. And now, uh, you know, this is this is a starting point for them, and, and I think this is great. So now, I think funding will help for their amenities. Exactly. So that's the plan. So that's my golf. You know, we're not going to just stop everything cold turkey. So now it's the grind. But I, as you know, the grind is what we miss. So I like right. it. Yeah. Nice. Vince, I know that HBCUs have always been kind of near and dear to your heart as well and a part of your life. All of my is, family. Is that for <laughs> real? I didn't even yeah, know that. Type of, yeah. Bethune-Cookman, FAMU, all of my family either went to either or. So oh, wow. I know it very well. So it's kind of the same for me. So my parents met at an HBCU, West Virginia State. My sister okay. went there. So even though I went to UConn, I have like such strong HBCU ties. That's it's Likewise. kind of the same thing. Yeah. Yep. It's like exactly you know, I, the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I spent a lot of my time in college at uh, North Carolina Central yep. uh, to where they people actually thought I went there for a little while. Oh yeah, I was yep. there that often. So that was kind of my... Uh, exactly. 
my time to do hang out at Chapel Hill and I'm at NCCU, you know, so. Yeah, see, I, I didn't have well. that luxury at UConn. I was just there. If I no, had that, it's I, not, I yeah, would be yeah, there. Yeah. 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 You know, being in North Carolina, it's, I mean, you have A&T, Central, like, yeah. Benedict. I mean, there, it's a lot, it's a lot everywhere. So it was Shaw. Like, Yo, y'all had it's, all it's just, the so, yeah, it was all of that. Yeah, I'm jealous. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> Vince, so like I said, has have you ever thought about doing, you know, fundraising or anything like that for HBCUs like Renee's doing? Uh, I've done well in the past because you know I'm from Daytona and Bethune Cookman is literally uh, mm-hmm. down the street from my yeah. high school. So being in the band, I did a lot of stuff uh, with them in in being in the band and just in basketball in general. Matter of fact, yeah. in college, uh, so Coach Smith when we were in college, every player got an opportunity to play in their hometown. Mm-hmm. So what we did is I played obviously in Daytona, small city. We played in, in our ocean center, which is our biggest facility. Uh-huh. And it was able to help uh, Bethune raise money because North Carolina Tar Heels are coming to town and yep. they had a package That's and a it was sold ticket. out. Yeah. And it was, it was a big ticket for them. So it was like a two game, three game package for them. Uh, I think Detroit Mercy was the other that. one of the other two. So, you know, but my mom is on, on a, was on a, a couple of boards for Bethune Cookman. Um, my cousin was in the Marching Bandit fam. So I have a lot of uh, ties and yeah, I've done a lot definitely. of things um, for the two ties, colleges. Strong ties. That's awesome. That's a really cool connection we just made. That, that is <laughs> yeah. crazy. Like, yeah. who knew? I, I feel like, but see, that's that's kind of, I feel like that's actually not uh, a surprising in, in the community, though. Like, everybody has family that you can talk to that went to sure. an HBCU or has that mm-hmm. connection. So that's why I was saying the same way we say Black Lives Matter HBCUs have that same history, that same everything that the Black Lives Matter statement, they need all that same help too. So that's, that's, it's that common in our community. For sure. Like one of my best friends, he, he, he went to uh Morehouse right here from, yeah. he's from Florida. Um, a Morehouse man. Going, yeah. My niece is going to a HBCU right here in, in Atlanta. So, wow. uh, okay. yeah, so it's, she, you know, it's, it's common. I try, to get her to go to, I try to get her to go to Carolina, but she's like, uh, no, I'm going to HBCU. So it's crazy. It. See, that's the climate now, the, the younger yeah. generation, because like our generation, you went to the best school you could. Like you work hard so that Absolutely. you can go to the best school you can. Yeah. But now yeah. the climates have changed so much to where it's almost like a flex to go to an HBCU. And yep. I'm like, and that's what okay. she, that's how, exactly how okay. she is. She's like, yeah. She's like, Uncle Vince, I'm going to spell me. I was like, Phew. All right. <laughs> but, like it. that's that's how they feel. So I'm like, yeah. hey, I'm I'm here yeah. for it. And that's what I mean. Perfect. So that's and that's the problem with Morris Brown. Like, you know, those HBCUs, they don't have tech, they don't have a lot of the other stuff. They have tradition though. They have history, they have mm-hmm. all the other stuff. It's just the other side of things that's just not built up yet. That's that's the only right. the only thing missing. Yeah, but the groundwork is being laid by these by it these uh, young men and women. Um yes. you know, it's particularly in the in, in the sports world. Um, you know, some of the, the biggest players you know, coming out of high school are saying, you know what, UConn, Carolina, yeah. <laughs> Kentucky, yeah. thanks for recruiting me, but you know what, I'm going to Howard. I'm taking and, my and talents I'm, to Howard. Yeah, and I'm and I'm going to turn that into something and, and create a trend. And, and I think that's great. And soon, you know, we'll kind of see uh, these facilities and these HBCUs. I, I don't I don't think it'll ever be on the same level, if you yeah. would, as some of the majors, but it's going to you're going to see a change soon. I really believe that. I love that. And I think also creating these storylines, you know, of the bigger names going to HBCUs. Like, I don't know if there's concern about making it to the league, but it's, you know, they're they're putting their names on the map by making this move and by generating being a part of the movement. And so I I would hope that that, you know, helps their their story and helps right. their draft. 
Yeah. And I'll tell you what I believe to that, you know, and I and I think sometimes like the friends will say, uh, uh, you know, hey, man, why don't you go to, you know, the colleges like you, know, you and I went to, but you're good enough. You're going to you're going to create exactly. uh, a buzz. And yes, they're going to say, OK, the competition, you know, uh, right now, early the competition. But you have an opportunity to go to pre-draft camp and to prove what you saw. And the that scouts HBCU will find court? you. It, like exactly. there's what the global games. It, this is it. You yeah. know, Pascal Siakam. The, the scouts will find talent. Mm-hmm. Like that's what mm-hmm. they do. They get paid a lot of money in the NBA to find talent. So if there's mm-hmm. talent in America, they'll see you. Like the, yeah. it'll be up to him. Like so, a lot mm-hmm. of people think him making that decision. He almost has to get lucky to go to the NBA. No, I think it'll be up to him if he's talented enough. The scouts mm-hmm. will see you. They will draft yeah. you. Like that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Um, so I watched a lot of your interviews when you made this announcement, when you made the decision to forego this season, and you talked about, you know, voter suppression and when Ahmaud Arbery was killed and, and all that. But was there something specific that happened and you were like, you know what? No, I'm yeah. I'm going to do this. It was. It was talking to my parents. So I just recently told you guys that they, they met in HBCU. But the thing about it was my dad had a full ride to a D1 school. He went there, he sat in on his first class and he knew he couldn't, he wouldn't have been able to keep up. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, no, you gotta, you gotta understand at that time, school, like high schools were dramatically different depending on where you were, where you lived. He was like, so my high school, yes, while that was an introductory gen ed class at a university, my high school didn't prepare me for that introductory gen ed class. So he said, I chose to go to an HBCU because I knew I would get that extra attention that I could succeed. And so then I'm talking to and and never told me this, by the way. So I didn't I didn't know this. And then I talked to my mom and she was telling me how, you know, she's had to be involved in a a walkout at her high school. Um, There was a story about there were some students throwing pennies at uh, it was a talent show. And one of the kids that were uh, performing at the school, they were throwing pennies at her. It was a black student performing and the white students were throwing pennies. The other black students in the school thought the the staff should do something about it. They were looking around like, hey, what's going on here? Nothing happened. So all the black students had to do a walkout to show that they're not going to accept that type of behavior. So as I'm sitting here and meanwhile, we're in Atlanta. So y'all know the protests were going on literally right outside of my doorstep. Mm -hmm. And so I'm looking outside and I'm talking to my parents and I'm like, this is crazy. Like she's telling me stuff and and she's telling me something that I'm literally looking at right now. You know, and when she was talking to me, she was like, Look, I thought I was doing that for so that you didn't have to do it. But, you know, right. we made a lot of strides. She was like, we made a lot of strides. But, you you know, like this is this is y'all's battle now. You start hearing a lot of the older generation say that, like, you know, they're almost like too old. Like we have to pick up the, the torch and carry it because they've already carried it as far as they can go. So just hearing it from my own mom's mouth, like she's carried the torch. I'm like, no, nah, I got you like that. I was almost like, the, oh, no, no, no. Give me that. I got you type feel. That's awesome. That's a really cool reason just gave me chills um how do how do you raise three million dollars i can't raise like 20 bucks so i know so what i thought was you know there's a lot of people right now even athletes you see a a chris paul every almost every time he walks into the arena he's wearing a hbcu he's repping the school so there's a lot of people that feel strongly about specifically hbcus but there's also a lot of people that feel strongly about what will help this movement in the long run, like what's not like a temporary fix, what's a whole fix. So I was trying to think of like ways that people might feel, well, where am I giving this money to? So we can literally, you can Google HB like Morris Brown now and see what level they're on. Like they've reached the bottom when you don't have accreditation, you can't get professors, you can't get students. 
So this is a goal that people can literally watch grow and, and watch like they can see people like to be a part of a process. Right. So we can see the beginning stages of this. That's what that's what appealed to me. I'm like, wait, this goal is this far down now. We got to pick it back up. So for my friends that are fortunate enough to have a good income, I'm going to ask pledges of $10,000 at a time. And for businesses, I'm going to ask for larger donations. And then we're just going to piece it all together. You know, I've talked to some other, some, a, a few people that have already, you know, given me their word on their pledges to start the ball rolling. But I just think a lot of people want to help right now. And a lot of people that don't have, they don't have a lot of time, but they do have money. You know, so that's a dynamic where I want to help. I can't get too involved. What can I do to help? Well, they can watch this program grow. Um, not only will we be getting their accreditation, but they have an eSports program, certif- certification program that they just got. And so we're going to build their eSports program, their tech program. And so it's going to be something that people can literally watch grow over time. So I think that's the appeal for people because it's like, if you ask where, a lot of people want to know where their money is going. Well, I'm working directly with the president, Dr. Kevin James. And you're going to see Morris Brown grow. Like, so that's the, like, that's the appeal I hope for people because that's why I'm doing it. Well, tell me this, where are you as far as donations? Uh, what, where is your number? What is your number right now? Uh, so we haven't even launched. So that's what this oh, will be. Like, so, this will be. Oh, okay. So I wanted to do it right in a sense of I made, I created a website just for it so that when people go to the website, they feel secure. You know, like so when people are donating money, they need to see that like the things have been put in exactly. place. You know, so we're a 501c3. So people needed to know that I made a website now. I can say it because it's just finished yesterday. That's why it's exciting. It's called momentsequalmomentum.com. And so people can go on there. You can read as much or as little as you want about what's going on. Um, The donation page is like we made it very user friendly. You know, I just kind of that took a lot of time on the back end. I didn't really know all that stuff takes a lot of time to build up. We bid out the 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 there's all kinds of different things, basically. So we've been out the portal and different things. So now we're going to launch. So if to answer your question, zero. But we haven't even launched yet because I wanted to get, I just wanted everything to look the part and be up to par. If you're asking people to donate that large of money, you have Absolutely. to show them curious, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't just start saying, hey, go to my, like I had a foundation website before, but I wanted it to be specific to this task. So I spent the, the month since I opted out working on that. So to be clear, this is separate from your other website in general. So people know like when they're going yeah, to look for like they're going to go to moments equal momentum.com and, and there's feng shui. Like, you know, there's a lot of synergy because this is another thing I'm taking all the checks. So all the checks are going to come into my foundation because it's a 501 C three. That way we can write it off for people. And also then we can present one large check to Morris Brown. So if people want to, you know, just follow and understand, well, where's the, the money's going to the Renee Montgomery Foundation. It's a 501c3. You can get your write off and then we can in turn give them a big check, uh, hopefully a $3 million check and watch their esports and tech program grow and watch them thrive. There you have it. That's great. Well plugged. <laughs> Thank you. I, I mean, I got, it's easy to plug something that you like. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like if somebody tells you to plug a, a product you're not really feeling, you're going to be like, what does it do again? Like, oh, these, mm. I mean, you open it. You know what I mean? But if you like something, you're like, look, these AirPods and you're going to, so yeah, I'm here for, sure. for it. And, and I love how, like you said, you can watch it grow because I think right now, you know, there's so many places that need donations, but you don't really know what you're paying for, right? Like, right. you know, and, and so with your program, it's like you can literally watch as they get closer to their goal. So that's, that's really cool. That's great. 
And I actually got that from the Colin Kaepernick when he did the Know Your Rights thing, uh, campaign. He made sure that people understood what they were donating and where it went to. And I think people like that. Like, if I'm going to get my money, I need to know where exactly it's going. Where is it changing hands? So that's why I just trans. I think transparency is the best thing you can give someone. So that's yeah, you're definitely more willing. You're definitely more willing to to give money when you know. Okay, no, my money's going exactly to that spot right there. Yeah. Not you know. Do not pass go. Do not yeah, collect. You know, it's not it's, like I'm saying a yeah. portion of your proceeds. Like one hundred percent of the money you give is going directly right, to Morris Brown, and you can see it where it's going to be. One hundred percent of it, you will see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we're going to do. Winging It is brought to you by FanDuel. This season, there's a brand new way to play fantasy football on FanDuel. Introducing Best Ball Contest, which is the simplest way to play season-long fantasy. In a Best Ball Contest, there's no lineups to set, no waivers to claim, and no trades to make. Simply draft 20 players at the start of the season, then every week, you'll automatically get points for your top nine performers at set positions. At the end of the season, the teams with the top scores take home the cash. I'm super excited to participate because there's no waiver wire and much less management needed than other fantasy sports. Best ball contests have a 12-player max, so don't worry if you're not a seasoned fantasy pro. And if you want to try your hand at best ball, you can enter a free contest or play for as little as a dollar. If you're new to FanDuel, you can get a 20% bonus on your first deposit, up to 500 bucks when you sign up at fanduel.com backslash fantasy ringer. So be sure to go to fanduel.com backslash fantasy ringer to start drafting for your best ball at FanDuel. So you obviously, like you said, have so much passion for this, but do you ever feel like even for a minute, like, oh, I wish I was in the wobble or I wish I was playing basketball right now? Honestly, let me tell you, I don't because I've talked to a lot of players on WNBA Weekly and I always ask the players like, yo, how you holding up? And they'd be like, girl, these games every other day. And I'm like, yeah, that schedule is rough. Right. And they're like, that schedule is killing me. So when they really are playing every other day, so I'm good on I'm good <laughs> on this, this season. You know, it's a shortened season. So they had to fit all the games in in a shorter time. No, I'm good. I'm gonna watch them, though. Yeah. I see y'all though. Y'all killing it. Do you I'm guessing you cheer for the dream, I'm assuming, when or are you just like do you have certain players that you like to watch? Yeah, like I'm gonna cheer for the dream because I know everybody so well that it's like I can't help it, but because everybody that gets in the game, I'm like, come on, you can, you know, I'm gonna automatically do that. But now I kind of watch it from a I'd be excited about matchups. Like, you know, I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. so it's so, like this team's playing this team. That's a fact. When I, you know what I mean? Like, That's when I was playing, like, I always wanted to see those matchups for different reasons, though. I want to see how this person does again. But now I'm just excited, like a fan, like, let me see what's about to happen tonight. Like, I, it's a different, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just like a different feel the way I watch the games. Yeah, because you don't look at it now to scout it. You look at yeah. it now, you get a chance <laughs> to kind of look at it, it as a fan and, and enjoy the matchup instead of like, yeah. okay, I'm, I'm scouting. This is how she plays against a good yep. defender. This is how she plays against a weak defender. So I can do yes. this, that, and the third. So, yeah, I get it. Bingo. That's mm-hmm. it. So speaking of games, let's talk a little about the NBA right now. I know, Vince, you are well-versed because you're, like, on TV and stuff all the time talking about <laughs> oh, <me>? it. <laughs> yeah, you. Not really. <laughs> and, Renee, obviously you're doing – I want to know all about the projects that you're doing, but you're doing TMZ Sports, so I'm sure yeah. you guys talk a lot about basketball, too. So. Yes. 
what's going on? Like, who's your team? <laughs> who's your pick? Who oh, are man. you shocked by? Well, I'm going to say, so with TMZ, we actually, it's, it's fun because we cover a different angle. For instance, like Mike Conley, he left on Sunday because his, ba- his baby was about to be born. His wife was in labor. And then he left right back out on Monday to come back to the bubble. So that's, that's why I love the show because like we kind of cover the bubble, but it's like, no, we want to know what's going on with the players. So that's, that's what I would say for my TMZ sports world. There's all kinds of stuff like that going on. I would say, you know, we all know about Lou Will and his chicken wings. So that's the things we talk about. <laughs> Obviously, I know the basketball aspect, but I think that those are the funny parts of the bubble that's going on. So speaking of Lou Will, and by the way, I love that. <laughs> I love that you guys do that because the, everyone else is covering the games and yes. you know the players and the points and the rebounds. So I love that you guys are doing that. But speaking of Lou Will, I've actually been meaning to ask Vince this. Have Uh-oh, you leave had... me out of this. Leave me out of this. <laughs> uh-uh. See, no, if, if, if this yeah, is out, I'm out. I don't know what's going on. Okay, you know what? I'll, I'll listen to the question first. <laughs> okay, I will okay. phrase it so that it will be less troubling. Have uh-huh. you ever eaten the chicken wings from Magic City? Yes. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. didn't even want to say it. How many times have you eaten the chicken wings? See, that's, that's some BS right there. <laughs> Once. Were Once. they takeout or did you dine in? Dined in. (laughs) How did you leave the establishment when you were done with your meal? (laughs) Um, Let me think. No. (laughs) Where did you leave the? Because my mom, my mom said you never, you know, went on a full summer. You never lay down or whatever. So you know, you don't want to get moving. You get nauseous. So I had to chill out and let everything digest. (laughs) And then, then I left the establishment. Okay, so for health Seriously. reasons, you let your food settle. And, and when your food was good and settled and digested, it's time to go. It's time to go. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so that's, that's like a 30-minute to an hour period that you have to wait for the digestion. Depends on how many wings you had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really I love does. that story. And, and, and Lou Will is like, it's the perfect person to happen. Yeah. First of all, it's his favorite meal, but he's like, I don't know, I don't know. He's like for the culture type of guy. So 100%. it's like... You know what I mean? So it was like, it was the perfect person with the perfect story. That's why I love it. Because he's just like, yeah, it happened. But you know, like, it's, I yeah, just and, love everything and about it. And that's exactly what I was going to say. And that's the cool thing about it. I think everybody else was up in arms. And yes. uh, his, you know, my favorite response was when he's like, hey, man, just sit back and just chill out and enjoy the memes. Just, like, yeah, like, just he's let like, this one go. Like, what, what I, I mean, that's that's what I like, you know, and that's everybody else I like, love. oh, no, 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 you know. So it, it was just it, it was it was great to it. read that and hear that because it's like everybody's like, oh man, y'all get off my man Lou Will Lou's like, bruh. <laughs> what? Just enjoy the memes, man. <laughs> just enjoy the yeah. memes. Yeah. You know, That's so. what I said. So the whole story ended up just being this perfect little nugget. I mean, they're gonna be just mm-hmm. fine. It, it's a good like he's not like the main player on his team in the sense of they can survive, you know, the 10 day. You know, there was a lot of things that came with it, but they'll be all right. They're the clippers, they're deep, they'll be all right. Was that the main nugget or the wing? <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. It was the wing. Perk, I think it was Perk that came after him that was like, how dare you? How could you do that and jeopardize? And and Lou Will, like you guys said, was just like, man, come on, just enjoy it. Like, let it go. This is the only yeah. crap you've had to say about me so far. So yeah. just let it go. That's true. Yeah. And, you know, it's, yeah. Right. Like I'm Luke Will. Hey, like I'm Luke Will. <laughs> <laughs> what else has been going on in the bubble that was like shocking? Nothing. LeBron was showing some skin. Uh, yes. 
Yes. What, Kyle, what Kyle, uh, Kuzma. What did he do? What He said Jesus can't even check him. Wait, what you talking about? <laughs> that was, yes. <laughs> that was wild. I get he what said, he, where he was trying to go with it, but I'm like, man. Oh, that was, man. and you know Everybody's going to be tuned in because, you know, to, to see that that first game, just to see how Kuz plays. I was going <laughs> to say that. I was like, look, it's hilarious right now, but now he better, he better yeah. show up and show he out. Once show you start out. making statements like that, everybody's going to be like, all right, God, what you going to do with Shuttlesworth? Like, what's good? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're going right, to want to, right. they're going to want to see him put up. Yeah. That's, oh. a, that's a, uh, that was kind of, <laughs> That was, that it's was a little a little premature little for much. that, no? Like, oh. I mean, I I I, I understand I, what he was trying to say, and yeah, exactly. You know, he's like, you know, right now it didn't matter who, you know, I, that's I think that's how I would have handled it. It didn't matter who was in front of me, not you know the man himself though. But right, yeah. I, you if you're the Lakers, you love the timing of it. They need somebody right now anyway. Like they need yeah. that third that third score that can create his own. We've all known he could do it, but to see him have that big game lead into it, and now he's talking about Jesus can't guard him. If you're like the coaches, you're probably like, yeah, let's go. He's then. ready to go. Yeah, yeah. he's ready I to mean, go. You know? that's, if yeah. I'm his teammate, I would be telling him that right before the game. I'd be like, hey, what'd you say? Would you Don't forget what you <laughs> yeah. said. Like, I would you know he's over there going to be guarding. You know he guarding you tonight, right? Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> Jesus is number five tonight. Get that in <laughs> right. your head. Like, you know, like right. that's what I would be doing if I was his teammate. Yeah. So. I am really excited for that matchup. I think the Blazers were really impressive in their past couple of games. How, first of all, CJ with like went between the legs like five times. I was like, oh, here we go. He can't guard me. Right. That's the that was to the fadeaway left, the one up top with the 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 between the legs and then behind the back to the step back three. That's the one. Yeah, that's the he. I mean, um, yes. No, I was gonna say that matchup. It, it looks like the, the top seeds have the harder matchups to me, personally. If I'm them, I'm like, that's just, it's for us to treat. Again, I talk about being a fan. It's like, you can watch any of these. You used to be like the one and eight. You know what I mean? It was like, all right, whatever. We this might really... be a sweet. This yeah. might, yeah. Hurry up and get like, this over. Ready for round two. <laughs> exactly. This is a get your popcorn type of first round. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm just here for that. And it's not, it's like, a lot of egos are, are about the clash too. Like yep. a lot of people had to work hard to get into that playoff. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people was like, look, I did my work early while you was working hard. So come get some. So I'm ready to see like this clash of the Titans happening because people are playing like great basketball. You know, for me, the interesting thing about this, this, this bubble situation is everybody's on the, the, the same playing field. Yeah. And it's not no, like you have to go man. into L.A. You got to go into Houston, into Milwaukee, uh, into Toronto. You know, I'm just naming some of the top seeds. And, you know, the Clippers. Right. It's just like, no, you're going into Disney uh, Arena. <laughs> court <it's>, three. <laughs> court three. You know, main <laughs> building, center court. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're going to play, you know, your game there. And you're going to play in the other building, center court. And then you're going to see it's not like. You got to get on the plane and travel, you know, like all of that stuff. Like, it's all the same. Start, it's like now. Yeah, you start your who, recovery the second the game ends. You yeah. know, like, you don't have to worry you about. You can stay in the, in the locker room as long as you want. You don't you have to worry about back. the inflammation from the flight. Facts, Athletes will get this, but you might feel good. Get on a flight, a long flight, and all of a sudden now you're, you're a little bit swollen. Now we got to get the swelling together and get back together. So there's a lot of perks to, to the yeah. bubble, honestly. Yeah, and I think now the, 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 the uh, supporting cast – are even are even more important in a series. I mean, it's always you know you think you're going oh, to yeah. like 
you know, the when others. you're the road team, you know, yeah, when you're going to a, uh, when you're a road team and you're going into a hostile environment, you worry about your, your supporting yep. cast or others. And now it's like, it's not a hostile environment. It's, Every, you look yeah, at it as, it's not as intimidating, yeah, especially, yeah. So, and think about the first timers too. You know, yeah. like, so not even just the others, but the people that just haven't done it before. This is your first time. Well, this doesn't seem too intimidating when the fans are all virtual. Yeah, they might turn the speakers up, but it's just like there's a different feel. So, yeah, I, I think there's a, a lot. There's a lot of interesting little nuggets. And by the way, when we say the others, I mean it as an ultimate sign of respect. When I was on Minnesota, we had a rock star starting five and I was a part of the others. And we knew like. Everybody knows that the others decide the championship. So we took that with pride. I was like, we were the, I, I was the leader of the others. You know, I was right. the point guard of the other squad and y'all better watch out. Like that's so, we mean no disrespect. Yeah, because y'all have to, y'all have to do your job to, y'all have to win <laughs> exactly. against your group that you're going against. Yeah, That's going to decide the game. You know what Amaya Moore is going to do, Simone, yeah. Sylvia, Fa- yeah. they already know they're going to get 20 and 10. But mm-hmm. what are the others going to do? You know, they're scouted mm-hmm. for that. So yeah. yeah, like that's that's a that's the ultimate, and that's why the Clippers are so tough because we was just talking about one of their others who twenty and ten guy. Like you know, these are guys that are getting eighteen points a game, twenty points a game. Your others, but that's the thing I, I will say, what we saw prior to the the bubble is totally different to what we're seeing um, just yeah. game one. I mean, you're seeing these teams who we you know we felt Clippers, Dallas. Look at how that you know, yeah. how that went down. I mean, you're looking at all, all of these games. I mean, it's just game one. You see, you see Milwaukee upset. You know, if any other. I mean, before the bubble, you think one eight yeah. Milwaukee's going to beat these boys and whatever. So I, I think this is making unpredictability. For some yeah, some good basketball. It's giving me March Madness vibes in a sense of even how they had to play into the playoffs and like every game the suspense was building and it mm-hmm. gave me like this just. This this unpredictability. Usually in sports, there's a certain level of predictability, but mm-hmm. in this bubble, there's no telling what's going to happen. So yeah, it gives me those March Madness vibes. Yeah, so I think every game is people going to want to watch it because it's not like like you said one eight uh, whatever. Yeah. I want to see the other game. I want to see four five matchup because it's you know going to be better. Nah, everybody wants them. to see this oh, one eight tonight. All of them. <laughs> everybody yeah. want to see one eight. Yeah, so. <laughs> I was shocked by that Milwaukee Orlando game. Magic, yeah. I'm like, I don't even want to watch it. It's going to be a blowout, whatever. I'll turn it on. Exactly. It was a blowout, but it was the wrong way. Exactly. But you look at it and you say, Aaron Gordon's not playing. Oh, yeah, they don't have enough scoring. I mean, that's yeah. what I can see it now. Before the game, if I'm, if I'm calling that game, you know, they don't have enough scoring. Where are they going to yep. get their scoring from? Psh, the others. The others and 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 the next man up though, but you gotta you gotta think about the hunger of a player that's been wanting his shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always talk about it. If people know athletes, the the reason why next man up mentality is so like successful because people are training hard every day, waiting for the coach to give them more minutes, to give them a little more time. So if somebody gets hurt and all of a sudden they get that role, that's how the next man up a person explodes for. For twenty, and they're like, "Whoa, yeah. where did this come? Where did this come from?" And we'd be like, "No, nah, we've seen him every day in practice. Mm-hmm. He been he been cooking in he practice. He got that. It's just yeah, you know, he didn't get that chance. You know, exactly. Yeah. How much do you think the being the home team does it give them any advantage at all? You know, having like the crowd be on their side, I guess, or whatever the case may be. I mean, what they're going to get more vertical virtual claps because it's, it's like there's not there's not that feel. And then you, you, anybody knows that, that arena feel where the fans are just like, they feel like they're on you screaming on top of you. 
Nah, that that's why you work hard. Like mm-hmm. that's the goal to get a top seed to have home yeah. court advantage in the playoffs. That's literally a goal that we set out for every single year. It's not just to make the playoffs. No, we want to get one of them top seeds. So at least the first round, we want the top top seed so that we're home court straight through. That's always the preference, but you always try to get to, to just nudge your way into some type of home court seating because it matters that much. It, it really does. Even just the comfortability of your home routine, you know, being at home getting your food mm-hmm. that you want. Yeah. And if you think about it, well, I look at it, it's, it's like 300 virtual fans. And then when you look at that, so like, let's use Milwaukee, for example, they were the home team. But if you look in sprinkling there were, were Magic fans as well. And you can yeah. see some of the Magic fans or whatnot. I watched the Dallas games and, you know, I saw the Dallas mascot and I saw their, uh, their, their, the, the fat man dancers from, from the yeah. Mavs. So you, you're seeing, uh, so it's like, the, it's like, okay, so instead of you having all 300, you may have 175 to 200 fans of yours. It's like, it's not enough. So I, I think at this point, that's crazy. They don't even recognize. Um, so the, wait, the, you're the saying that they fans. give the, the home team a, a larger portion of fans? No, I think it's just 300 total. But that, that just there, actually gave me an idea that would be dope. So if somebody was home court, you know how they do like the noise and stuff? They should just almost lean towards the home court. Like when the home court does something well, they should be like loud and it should be yeah. silent. You know, like give it a real, I know they're probably not going to do that because they're selling claps and stuff, but like that would actually be a good idea to where even if you were the away team, we know it's virtual, but nobody's going to be really cheering for you like it that. It gives you, know, you like, the road. It gives you the road. Yeah. Feel. Like try to do something to simulate that because. Yeah. Again, there was a season before the bubble. So if you worked hard to get that home court advantage before the bubble, I understand the circumstances, but that's tough. That's tough. So Vince hates this question, but because we are finally in the playoffs, I'm going to ask you, Renee and Vince, if you want to answer, who do you have in the finals? Oh, yeah, I hate this question, too. Um, (laughs) I just say that on the West, I think you're going to have to go through L.A. That's what I'll say for the West side. So you're going to have to go through the city of L.A. to get oh, to the on the safe. West. <laughs> safe, <laughs> safe. Hello, we do this on TV. Um, and on the East side, I'm going to just I'm going to go with Toronto, man. I, my guy, Cal Lowry and them. I'm going to see what they got. I think the Clippers, if they are healthy, have a legitimate shot at being in the finals and winning. Um, but I, I agree it has to go through L.A. You know, you can't count LeBron out. And so I, I'll say it, it's either L.A. I mean, I, I think I, I'll give the Clippers, as of right now, the the, the edge okay. uh, until we see who's the other look, 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 guy. Say. Until we see the – no, I'm, I said the Clippers. I okay, picked the team. Okay, you the Clippers. Okay. But I said until we see who's the <laughs> other guy that steps up for the Lakers uh, because we know what LeBron's going to do. Uh, we're hoping a- AD is healthy, one and 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 dominant. And then yeah, I think if he's dominant, you're shooting. You need they need shooting. Whatever. That's just that's TV stuff. And then on the other side, yeah. I like what I saw from Toronto. Yeah, like you said, Van I really Fleet. do. Uh, yeah. Milwaukee, I think right now, as healthy as they are, they're still limping in, and they look they just look depleted right now and beat up yeah. mentally, <laughs> mentally, not even physically. And, and with injuries, they just look, you know, they have a lot of a lot of stuff going on. And I, I've been saying prior too is that I think the distractions leading into the playoffs are detrimental to your team because you can say all you want, oh yeah, that was yeah. regular season, it's gone gone. It was too recent of yeah. the headbutt and their stars saying defensively yeah. they were bad. Yeah. So now that's out there. 
Yeah. And 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 I think going to the playoffs, you don't want that. No. That's something you keep internally. Oh yeah, you keep so that now, indoors because now yeah. everybody's going to be reviewing why you think it's bad and then exploiting. And you constantly hear it, constantly hear. It. So mm-hmm. now, if you say, you know, your defensive guys like, well, what, what you trying to say? You trying to say me? You know, you know. And <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. We're assuming that, but we've been in locker rooms in those situations, so I feel oh, like yeah. I can speak on that and say that. So that's why I yeah. say Toronto. They look primed, and they've been there, and they've been there, they've been there recently. They, you know, they still are the reigning, you know, like a lot of, you know what I mean? There's a certain pride. And not only are they reigning, they're playing like it. Yeah. And there's a pride. And I was going to say, there's a pride that comes about that. Like people, I've been a reigning before and I'm like, look, we're reigning until somebody knocks us off. So there's a certain like chip on your shoulder that that they're going to have. So yeah, I think you got to go through Toronto. And 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 also to add to that, Renee, I think they're with the loss of Kawhi. And Danny yeah. Green, who I think was was great, was very good for them, shooting the ball and defensively, um, their record's even better. Yeah. And they're playing like, yeah, he's gone, but look at us now. And yeah. they're playing, they're playing great, man. They did, they did what they're supposed to do. Exactly. As a, as a top seed, they beat down uh, they their beat opponent. The breaks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but that's what you're supposed to do as a top. Yeah, opponent. you're supposed and to handle your business. You got to win the ones you're supposed to, see to win. Milwaukee that's what top seeds do. do. Top seeds are supposed to win the games. They're supposed to win. Like that's the one where you just like, look at it. Yeah, mm-hmm. let them know. Don't give them a chance. And like Annie, you said you like you you like oh man, Milwaukee's gonna beat down Orlando. It's not worth watching. I mean that's kind of <laughs> what has to happen. Yeah, uh, for, especially for them. If they set if, if they beat them by that blowout, fifteen twenty. I know it was a twelve point game, but they beat them fifteen twenty, and and their star players, two of their star players are out. Guess what? They now. Yeah. Come into game two, like bro, we can't beat these. Yeah, like man, we try. We was going. Let's just get these four. We need need some help. We don't have enough. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, they've given Orlando life now. So yep. Well, I'm excited. There's only wait, no, Annie. Don't you try to who you who you? Uh Nice. I always say. Who do you say? I don't. I always say the Lakers because that's easy, right? Um, Not really. (laughs) I just I'm gonna go with the Lakers. I think the Clippers are really good, but I think the Lakers and I don't know about the East. I thought it was going to be the Bucks until what was that game today? Yesterday? <laughs> are you changing? Like you got to change your heart now after that and loss. Yeah. Like goodness, <laughs> I really did think it was going to be them. I'd say the Raptors. I'd like to see the Heat because, like, why not? Right? Yeah. I yeah. like Jimmy Butler, our first ever podcast guest this season. Really, Jimmy yeah. buckets. Did you know he drives a minivan Jimmy and likes Baker. to bake cookies? Jimmy what? the baker. Yeah. He's a baker. Oh my gosh. Um, but yes, Even I would say the day, boy. I'm gonna I go with Lakers. Never peg that. Lakers and Bucks. Okay, she's I, keeping it. I'll just her. go with it. I have faith in Mike Budenholzer and his staff. Um, mm. Renee, I know I told you we would be timely, so I want to close by asking <laughs> you what Vince Carter meant to your career, to you choosing Ooh. to play basketball. I know you have his jersey on, so I'm assuming you were a fan at one point or yes. the other. Yes. Okay, so yes, this has got to be awkward for you, Vince. Um, yeah, it's okay. You better come get these roses. No, but, <laughs> but no, for real. Like, I think that there's not many brown kids that didn't know Vince Carter because the reason I say that is because he did it on the Olympics. He did something in the Olympics that everyone was just like, the world stopped probably. You know, like everyone didn't even know what we saw. So just to see on such a national scale, I'm West Virginia. So let me preface by saying, 
I was born and raised in West Virginia, so we didn't have, we don't have any pro teams still to this day. We don't have any pro sports, any pro anything. So we were basically free agents my whole life of what team we're going to cheer for. And the one team we felt like was ours was the national team. So just to give an idea, so like the national team was like my team because this was America's team and I'm part of America in West Virginia. So I really felt connected to that. So when these things happened, even when I went back to watch it older and watch it again and you see the highlights, like that's not, it's not just the dunk. It was like the timing that started to run, you know, like anybody that, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into that, but that dunk was amazing to watch, but the timing of the dunk, what it did to your teammates, what it did to your team. So me being a team player, that that to me is what is the coolest thing, because I think, you know, a lot of people always tell me I'm a shooter. Why don't I shoot more? And I'm like, I shoot when I like I feel like I need to, you know. And so to see a big play like that, just any regular dunk might not have sparked a run or sparked your teammates. But I think that people that show up in timely fashion. So that would be what Vince would mean to my career and me. It did. It did start a run to give us a, a win. Too, so. uh, hello, who are you? <laughs> who are you telling? I'm trying to tell you what you did for me. You gonna tell yeah. me? Yeah. Not, but that's because everybody just talks about the dunk and how it was like over somebody huge. And I'm like, yeah, but let me study this dunk. And I'm a point guard, so I study everything that happened before something huge, after something huge. How did it affect your teammates? So I look at all that stuff. So. That dunk was the dunk, but that dunk started a lot. That dunk yeah, was a win that was very needed at that time. So that dunk started all of that. And that win, like I said, was needed. So, yeah, yeah I, I think that dunk did a lot. People yeah. love that you dunked over somebody, but I love everything about the dunk. Yeah. We did. So take these roses. Like I did. told you, you better take <laughs> these roses. That. You I'll better take these roses. Yeah. I appreciate it. I do. <laughs> Believe it. And that is another edition of the Winging It podcast with our very special guest, Renee Montgomery. Don't forget to check her out on TMZ Sports, WNBA Weekly on TNT, and her website, momentsequalmomentum.com, and give what you can. She is supporting a really great cause, taking some time off. And um, we're so proud of you, Renee. Thank you so much yes, for joining thank us. You, man. Yeah, thank you thank for you having me much. wing it. I'm a point guard, but thank you for letting me wing it with y'all. <laughs> I appreciate it. Appreciate it. That's okay. I don't even have a position in basketball, so <laughs> we're good. I'm just a host. Hey, it's a it's positionless basketball nowadays. Hey, that's the truth. That's the truth. We're guards. I'm PJ Tucker, and that's a wrap. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. <laughs> <laughs>